wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords it's worth every penny i'm in that group come and check me out sellerlabs.com forward slash scope again use the word momentum solutions for e-commerce karen locker great 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 group i've been using them for a long time I guess it's over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce solutions for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum, right? So you got to forward slash momentum and you're going to save $50 a month. 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link. She pays me. I don't want to hide that. I never do. I'm always upfront about that. But it doesn't cost you anything additional. And you're going to get that inventory health report. The only way you get that is through my link. Solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. I know it sounds corny that I love what I do, but I do love what I do. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 283 with Steve and Steph, the resale killers. Man, what a cool couple. If you've not seen them on YouTube, you're missing out. You, like me, will get caught up and start watching, and then you won't turn it off. And then all of a sudden, you'll realize three hours have gone by, and I just watched a million people shop at a yard sale or a flea market, or I watched them go to a military base to buy something, or I watched them count money through a coin machine. And it was, it blew my mind. And, you know, I just sit back and I'm, I just love the way that they work together. Um, and we get to some pretty cool points in the conversation. And I hope you hear this, um, especially if you're a middle-aged guy saying, I need to do something different with my life. Or, you know, my wife and I, or my relationship sometimes struggles with these things. I think this is a great example of somebody who's figuring it out, a couple who's figuring it out um, on their terms. And their approach is a little different, but you can hear they love it. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very, very excited about today's guest. Be guests, plural, because they do come as a pair. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I'm interested to hear how they became a pair because there's definitely a story there. And that they work together, live together, and enjoy their life together um, selling and selling in some unusual ways, which I think are quite a sign of the times. And I think it's so interesting now uh, for those of us in the big Amazon world and eBay world where there are big giant fee increases and big changes outside of our control. Well, Steve and Steph say, uh, sorry, we're going to control our future. Welcome, Steve and Steph, the resale killers. Welcome, guys. Thank Hi. you. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having us on here. Do I call yeah. you Steve or Stephen? Yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, I figure, you know, it's funny when I look at your name, I got Steve and then I got Steph and I'm like, well, I'm really Stephen with a PH. And then I do go by Steve. My wife calls me Steve um, and um, used to be called Pete sometimes because my last name is Peterson. Oh. So Pete Stevenson. So they mess with the name. You know how kids are. Yeah. yeah. So you two are not the normal sale couple uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, you both seem to really like each other and like your role in the business. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's obvious. You know? I know, but what's it's funny so is that you said you, you're a couple and you like each other. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, 
Hey, I've been married thirty. I mean, thirty-two years. So guess what? I uh, I've done something right. But it's true. I mean, I just watching though. I can see. You know what it is? I always look for respect because I believe that you know you have to be respectful. And I see the respect he gives you, and you give him stuff. I see it, and it's not like it's subservient. And I see the joshing. You guys are teasing each other. You know, stuff like that. But I yeah. see it, and I think that's just so important. I don't think you take yourselves as serious like this is, you know, brain surgery. Is that fair? Oh, that's, that's really fair. That's we, spot on. We definitely don't take each, ourselves seriously or each other seriously. <laughs> or what we, honestly, even what we do, you know, we just, we don't take this stuff. And I, I don't mean that in a in a bad way. Sometimes I say stuff that doesn't, I don't know if the meaning comes out. Steph usually helps me out with this, with what's in my head, but... We really don't. We, you know, this is just, this is just, we're just selling stuff, man. It's not, you know, this isn't like, like you mentioned brain surgery or something. It's well, no I think, reason to be real serious about it, right? Well, definitely. But I, I think that the main thing is like our lifestyle and our lives, we've kind of wanted to make it revolve around being fun and enjoyable, you know? Yeah. So having fun while we're working and together and being together so much and getting along really well is mainly because it's fun for us. You know, we definitely have fun together and we really enjoy each other. So, um, and I think it's mainly on Steve's part. (laughs) No, I don't (laughs) think so. He's so fun. So no, yeah, (laughs) it's a team team thing. Do take the compliment. Just take the compliment. We all know it. It's all, no, it's very nice, but there's also (laughs) my wife is very weird. And we don't, we don't show everything that we do on, and by weird, I mean like just in a good way. Like we just, we say things to each other and we do things that, that we just laugh at each other. Like how, why are we doing this? And when we do like the YouTube It's more videos, like a laugh and we're like, we are so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. This is, a, I think, a fair question. You guys used to work together. Yes. In yep. an office function or some kind of construction thing. Mm-hmm. Was it, did you have that much fun there? Oh yeah. No, not at not at the the job wasn't fun at all for me. Steph is very um, she can just she just handles difficult things differently. She has a better outlook on it, like difficult situations, like you know the the job. And I was I was like just beat down, you know, like I I was on the road a lot, not on the road like for days. I I was a general superintendent, and we had jobs all over southern california from the border to the desert to los angeles and it was a a massive grind i was the stereotypical guy that gets a job you're making good money and your life revolves around that job get up when it's dark get home when it's dark and don't do anything with friends or family because you're so wore out working you know Every, it was six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. And so that was not fun. But the fun was if Steph didn't work on a weekend, she would go to work with me. You know, that's how that was like a, a salvation on those weekends for me. It was like, OK, at least we're together. And, you know, we'd be it, it, I look back on it. It was so weird having. OK, here's my wife. We're just going to go check some <laughs> check some construction jobs. And and it was you know, that was. But that was our time to hang out. So. I know. But I worked in the office. I was the controller of that construction company as well. So Steve was in the field all day long. You know, he'd come in for meetings and stuff like that. But 
I was in the office all day long. So we worked together and met at work, but we didn't work like we do now together where yeah. we are together 24 seven all the time, you know? Well, let's talk about that transition. So you went from a, you know, honeymoon kind of phase, right? You met at work and mm-hmm. the relationship developed and you saw him and, and maybe you saw him at his best, right? Because you got to see him, you know, he was still that phase, that that, uh, that romantic phase. <laughs> right? I'm trying to be careful, the delicate here, but it's true, right? So then, you know, you saw him the best behavior in that. And yeah. now you get to see him all the time. So is there a transition? How big is the difference? I guess that's the question. Okay, well, let me say this part. I fell in love with Steve because (laughs) he's the funniest guy I've ever met. Oh, my goodness. He was so funny. You're blushing, Steve. You're blushing right now. I can tell. Oh, I am. But it's true. He, I mean, we worked in construction. He wasn't completely miserable in his job back then. It got worse. You know, as as the company grew, it just got, you know, we were there for so many years. I think Steve was there like 15 years, something like that. And it grew from a mom and pop operation to a big company. And, um... There was just so much pressure on Steve. You know, the, he took on so many roles. He had so much pressure on him at his job. It just was miserable. And it didn't start out that way, but it turned into it, especially when the company started doing bad and we had to lay off people and more and more work got put on him. And there was just so much pressure and the company's failing. It was just a mess and it was not fun to be in. And to be honest, Steve had a middle breakdown. He oh, really yeah. did. And Maybe. Still having one. You're still recovering. <laughs> is this where the uh, enjoy your life comes from, Steve? Be yes. honest. I mean, I, I just want to know because I see you say it, and I can see you say it like when when you when you can see it in your eyes. I can actually see that you deeply mean it. You want to believe it, and you want everybody else to get there. Yeah, that's it. I truly, sincerely mean that. And honestly, when I say it. When I'm looking in the camera and when Steph says it too, like originally starting these YouTube videos, it was like, hey, it'll be kind of fun, but we could also leave a message to our grandkids and our kids Mm. even, you know, if they watch this. So that is saying, sometimes I rant about, you know, just jobs in general and I'm basing it on my experience, but I want, I want so badly for our grandkids to have a different a different perspective, you know, and a different, um, just some different input versus what society or, you the know, nine to five their, grind. Their friends and everybody. Yeah, just, I want them to enjoy your life. And, and that doesn't mean enjoy your life is not, oh, don't work guys. Don't, you know, don't, don't struggle with things in life. It's not that it's do when you're doing things that, are making you feel like you're, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to discover your purpose or whatever. That's, you can, you can be happy doing that. You can be happy pouring concrete. Believe me, I've been around guys that had done it forever and they were happy guys. But if you're not happy and you're doing something and you feel like you've got to be there, you feel like, Oh, I'm making this much money. I can't leave this job. Or, you know, I'm, I, some people don't believe they can do anything else. You know, and and then, yeah, and you're not enjoying the majority of my life. Look, be prior to getting out of the the rat race was work, just like a lot of people. The majority of your day is working, and it's beautiful if that work doesn't feel like work. But if it's like most people, that's a that's just 
it's so wrong and it's weird looking back and thinking, man, why did I take so long to get out of that? You know, like I, I knew there was always like Steph said, what it got worse and worse. Even when it was at its best, I had to struggle to find things at work that made me feel good. Like, like I always enjoyed training guys. You know, I always enjoyed seeing guys come up from, you know, maybe a laborer and then make, make, they become a superintendent. I enjoyed that process, but I really, really had to focus on it because the rest of the stuff was, you know, horrible. And there was always this nagging voice in the back of my head from the day I started doing construction that was telling me, this is not, this is not for you, you know, and I just, I ignored it. And I think a lot of people ignore that voice. Would you say though, looking back at it now, would your father, I don't know if your father's still alive, would, would he yeah. say that you walking away from that, you failed? You know, was that because, I mean, I'm, we're about the same age. And so yeah. I walked away early from a big career. And I had a, it was a great job. I'm in a good company and, and all that kind of jazz. But I made that same choice to get away. And sometimes, you know, I mean, I think it's true. You identify your yourself, or at least guys do. Um, I don't know how women do it. Um, I think it's more clothes or social status. For guys, it's your job. <laughs> I mean, it really is. <laughs> Come on, that was pretty good. It's a guy. It's uh, it's guys. It's their job. I mean, first thing you do. Hey, what do you do for a living, right? And yeah. then, so now it's like uh, uh, I was just talking to my old boss this morning, and he's like, Steve, how's it going? I'm like, it's going great. He was telling me the story about townies in and they're laying off again and i'm like dude i don't want to hear any of that stuff let's talk positive stuff let's just talk about good things how your kids you know that kind of thing and now the conversation at least it seems to me us middle-aged guys we're middle-aged we're not old men yet um it's okay in our world and my friends look longingly like oh man i want to do it so bad but your father how's that conversation go with Okay, here's what's interesting. I and I totally I get what you're saying and I know like you're going deep into psychology here. But I I agree that things I my the way that I've always worked, you know, like whether when I, I was in the Marine Corps when I you know got out of high school and, and any job I've ever had was definitely influenced by my dad. Not him saying anything, but looking back just the I guess when I was growing up, there was things he would say, like he would make me, you know, you know, the old, if, if you're going to do it, do it right. Hard work pays off. Yep. That whole thing. And my dad, my dad and mom both, you know, they worked so hard and so long and it was just, you know, that was, that was just what you do. But, and I bet, so that obviously has influenced me because there was a tremendous guilt in mm-hmm trying to get out of the job like leave the job and fail yeah for many years well the guilt of also i didn't want to let people down right you You failed though i mean as a guy oh my god anybody who leaves at least in that generation you gave up or something and it's like no (laughs) yeah i don't don't think so steve's dad retired from the military and then retired from a career after that yeah he he retired two positions retired two two in his life he's a hard worker but he never, you know what the weird part is, I, he's not, he wouldn't never say that to me. You know, like he would, like when he found out, most people, like we never just told people what we were doing. People always wondered, well, how are you guys making a living? Cause we <laughs> yeah. just, we're, are you a drug dealer? Come on, tell yeah. us the truth. <laughs> yeah. And we never, like all of a sudden we're going, people go, hey, can you guys, you want to go to lunch tomorrow? And we're like, yeah, we'll drop everything we're doing. So they started asking 
And when we tell people, they still don't get it. But, you know, both Steph's parents and my parents are, they're like, think it's great. They love it. Yeah, they really, they, so. Well, what do they love about it? That we're just, I think, here's how I think, and Steph, you can give your opinion. I think they see it, they're, they're older than us. And I think they see it and go, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And I started late, you know, Steph's considerably younger than me, but leaving, you know, leaving a job. Like our, the company was going under and I had a nervous breakdown or whatever. I could have easily, you know, I got my contractor's license and I could have, there's, I had people wanting me to go to work for them. So I had those options. So turning all that down and then, you know, just stepping out into the unknown was, it was thrilling. And it was also, there was that part of me, that conditioned part of me that was struggling to, you know, accept it. It was very weird. But everybody, I think that they realize, I think both our parents and even friends and family now, it's been, we've been doing this for a little while. I think they, I think they think it's a good thing. Oh, they do. Just because of I, how I we are. I think they can't really wrap their brains around it. Like, how is this working? But we can't I'm either. so jealous is kind of what it is. Yeah. They wish that they had more time and more freedom but they also don't think we work as hard as we do. We work, yeah. I mean, they just think we just sit around and sell stuff. But well, we you make it look easy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, we do work really hard. And I think now that we've been doing YouTube, people see, I mean, most people that watch this are resellers too, I think. But they know, so they know there's a lot of work behind it. But, you know, family and friends who are watching, I think they're seeing a little bit more of, oh, my gosh, these guys work their tails off. If, they have to work hard to make money or not, no income comes in. You know, you have to do something still. But it doesn't what we feel do. like it, though. But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. We know, we know it's hard. Like, we know the work that we do. We know that there's, there's the physical aspect of it and all that. But honestly, we're saying it's hard because we don't want people to think it's not. But it doesn't feel that way to us. We are never, like, going, oh, man. I, don't, I, I never want to do this again. We right, never, no. You know, just that whole beat down. We don't have that beat down feeling of a regular job. <laughs> to us, it's an easy job. Yeah. But we're willing to, to hustle, yeah. I guess. And you love it. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. So how did you get to this place? I mean, because you guys have scaled, you know, let alone the pallet buying. But before then, you're making a pretty good living. So how do you scale to that level? I mean, how does that conversation go? Uh, companies failing. Did you both have to go get jobs? Or uh, did, you know, one go first and then the other come along? Or how's that? how did that happen? Well, uh, I, when Steph said I had a nervous breakdown, she's serious. And we just, I had like, I don't know what it was. I had, but I did have like a. You were sick of it. I melted down, man. And it you was. You couldn't like. It was bad. Like it was physically and mentally bad. It happened at a time when, you know, like the company we worked for when we started there or when I started there. They might have made a million the first year, and within five years, we were doing $38 million a year. Wow. And you can't keep up. You know, there's not enough human beings to go around to, to, you know, man up for jobs that we were getting. So just to give you a picture of that, you know, that, and, and I also was in charge of the project management, and we just grew so fast. And you get into a rhythm, and you can get into when human beings, we're capable of so much, like handling a lot of tasks and you know, as long as you have good people around you that you can direct, but it once things started going bad. When we say bad, just, we mean when the economy really took a dive yeah. and construction really got hit hard. Um, I, you know, I do 
the accounting, I was controller. So I, I definitely saw the numbers and I saw the margins and I knew it was coming and it, that we were not going to survive. It was survive. just a matter of time. Yeah, it wasn't our company. We worked there. But um, so we knew years in advance. We couldn't believe it continued on for years after it should have crashed. Yeah. <laughs> we should have closed the doors years before it, but it just kept dragging on. And so we downsized. We, uh, we sold our house, the more expensive well, we, house that we had. We bought a cheaper house. With a smaller mortgage. Oh yeah, before when we saw this coming, we were just like, yeah, we we actually started consolidating. Yeah, we. Got so this was Steve and Steph's survival mode. Well, we were just setting up for it. Hey, if, right. if we close the doors in six months, what what are we gonna do? So no, then you gonna... control your future, not someone else. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's so, funny? You have a pattern of that, guys. I see a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Two years, two years prior to to me having my meltdown, Steph and I were both like. Because she would say, yeah, you know, we knew the company, like, how are we hanging on this long? And we both were like, we'd come home and we'd go, man, you think they'll close up tomorrow? We <laughs> like, were, we were like, Jesus. But I, and I look at that and it was like. We were dreaming for it. Yeah. We couldn't wait for it to happen. And I felt, I feel like I use the word coward because for me to be in that state right there to where we're like gleeful of the thought, you know, instead of just having, you know what, screw this. I'm done with this. I was, I was, I was actually like, go ahead, guys. You guys shut down, and then that'll give me an excuse to not do this ever again. Yeah, it's pretty deep, there, Steve. I mean, it really is. Because you, you could have went and got another job, but you yes. knew. Well, I, <clears throat> we were so loyal to the owners of the company too, and to ourselves. Like we aren't people that want to fail, and we are committed, and we will work hard, and you know, we're loyal. So that we could never leave and especially with both of us in the position that we were in there it would have crippled the company completely so it we just were trapped and yeah. so it was like a light at the end of the tunnel we tried to leave earlier at least thought about it dreamed about it bought a house in reno and um we were going to move there and had a plan to and we just couldn't do it because we couldn't yeah how, disappoint them how crazy is that them. how crazy yeah. is that steve i was in a meeting one time and like they'd have these stupid meetings, which most meetings are stupid. And <laughs> it's an IQ dropper. I get it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, a waste I, was, of time. I was in a meeting and it was so like I was just wore out and it was just such a waste of time. People just that didn't know what they were talking about, like one of the owners. And, and it was just really a, a horrible meeting. And when I left there, I called Steph and I said, hey, I'm done. <laughs> Let's move. <laughs> Let's move. She goes, OK. So we go to Reno, her family's there, buy a house. They buy, went to Reno and bought a house. And the, a big mistake I made was I reached out to other construction companies. And right away, you know, I was able to get a job. Because I had my experience, I'm not saying, oh, Steve, you know, they all wanted me. But I have a lot of experience with two big companies. You know, we did a lot of big jobs. And so I reached out to the company and they said, yeah. Well, you know, you could have a job right now. So it's going cool. And then I didn't do it. Like Steph was up for anything. I could have said any day during any time, I could have said, hey, Steph, let's quit this job right now. Even though we would have felt guilty, she would have said, okay, let's do it. And she did. But we didn't do it. So we had a house in Reno. Out of guilt. <laughs> Out of loyalty yeah. and guilt. Yeah, we just so... couldn't do it. We loved the people we worked for. How and bad we is couldn't that? abandon them. You know, we just couldn't do it. This conversation so, is making I know, me feel sorry. like an idiot. No, I, mean, no I get the impulsive. I get it. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's, 
especially when you're there for that long and both of you invested so much into it. I mean, you lived and breathed it. Yeah, we cared about the people we worked for. They were our friends and like family, you know, you just couldn't do it. I don't know. We couldn't do it. Well, I get it. And and laying off those people as the company's going down or, or the worst part is I I remember sitting in these meetings and somebody be, you know, we know who's getting laid off. You know, you always know when you're in finance, right? And then you go out there and the guy's like, oh yeah, my wife's pregnant. We're getting ready to buy a house. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy doesn't know that he's losing his job next week. And and that stuff, it sucks your soul. That's a soul sucking incident that's happened so many times. It's repeated across industries today. Yeah, I think that was a part of my, like a big part of me finally melting down because the owner, he would all of a sudden just walk in one day and go, hey, we got to cut, you know, 150 people. And we're like, well, how are we going to get these jobs done? He goes, just have it done by Friday. But I want to, and he'd say, I want to talk to them personally, these these guys. I want to talk to them personally. Okay. So we'd have 150 people show up at the office, and he wouldn't show up. No. Yeah. And then I was the guy that had to. Yeah. I knew these guys. Like, I, these yeah. are guys that I was. It wasn't like. I mean, I was the general superintendent, but, you know, I would get dirty when I had to. And yeah. these were people that were friends of ours. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, too, is the owner was not. He, he's a great guy and he had a huge heart and it hurt him to do it. So it's easier to have somebody else to have Steve do it, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, and he failed. So, I mean, let's face it, it you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's in the corner sucking his thumb too. I mean, it just, yeah. I, I, nothing good sounds from that whole scenario, right? Nope. While it was good, it was good. But in the end, yeah. it's ugly. It so, turned something good for us. Yeah. How did you start selling? Where did that come from? I mean, was it like, oh, we got it, this survivor mode. So you downsized, bought another house, hopefully sold that house. But you're back in mode and you're like, okay, let's right size, correct for future possibilities. Because you probably were making a ton of money, Steve, and and uh, Steph sound like you're doing pretty well. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to start over again, but we're going to design, is it, we're going to design our life or is it we're going to accept that we're going to have to start over again and work our way back up to get back to where you were? We never have cared about getting back to where we were yeah, at all. At all. That's health. That's very healthy. Yeah. Yes. I think for me, the goal is to not get there ever again. <laughs> basically, not the way that it was. It not ourselves. the way that it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I I left before Steph because I I melted down, and I just I was like, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to not get up at you know four in the morning. I didn't know how to not be like if I was going to clean off the countertop, I'd make it the cleanest freaking countertop in the world. I didn't know how to not be a hundred percent in on every little activity. And so I was wound really tight. So I was just, I was, you know, hanging out with a dog, exercising. And then I kind of got bored and started selling my personal stuff on eBay and Steph shortly followed, but by then, you know, I had been selling a few things and then we would do it together. Like on a weekend, we'd go to, you know, a thrift store or finding stuff to sell, you know, flip and learning yeah. how, what, how much things will sell for, you know, just really figuring out as a how job, to be It wasn't, we weren't looking at that as a job at that time. We were just like, Hey, check this out, Steph. <laughs> Let's go do this. But yeah. did, was that a point in your relationship? Did you notice a change in your relationship at that moment? Because I'm very interested in this. Because you both seem to enjoy it. I mean, he sounds like Steve found it first, and then he introduced it to you, Steph. And then was it like all of a sudden, oh my gosh, this is 
like one of the most awesome because you're hunting and gathering and then selling the reward, getting, you know, applause with dollars, stuff like that? Mm. Is that a weird question? You get what I'm no. saying? Is I'm it's, like, is that because it sounds like such a connection point. Was it like, you know, was it like him asking you out on a date again, Steph? I mean, was yeah. it that moment? Not I would say no. It was such a weird little smooth transition. Like nothing it does about it seemed had a, an event. There was no big. It just was us. There weren't fireworks, fire. Steve. Uh oh. Yeah. It would, it would be like us. I think it's the equivalent of if Steph would have, you know, she was still working, so she came home, and I said, "Hey, I want to go. Let's go see a movie." She'd be like, "Cool, let's go see a movie." If I said, "There's this new restaurant," okay, let's go check that out. But it was. You know, we started, she, well, she said, I would tell her what I was selling and we were joking about some of the stuff that was being sold. And then we, when we started doing just randomly go to a thrift store or a garage sale, it was never about the money ever. No, no. It was just like we were hanging out and when, we were just, it was fun. We'd go, we'd go get a Starbucks, drive up to garage sales. Like looking back, there was never any, there was never any goal or any plan. It's really weird talking about No, this. but I think once, okay, so when you first hear those first cha-chings from eBay, yeah. That, yeah. that is really great. I mean, it is, it's a great feeling. And then you see, oh my gosh, it became kind of like, it's just so fun to see how much you could, something did sell for, yeah. that you'd found for so cheap, or, you know, or something that you'd never even heard of that, you know, you had to do some research on, and then, uh, you know, write a listing, and then, you know, you just learn so much. It was more of a learning something new. It was, was just fun. something fun to, you know, something fun yeah. for us to do together. And um, it was really, I don't know, it was very seamless, but yet a really exciting time because it was like a change, something new. And um, well, you saw was, something in him. He got his dignity back, didn't he? Yeah. You know what? He did. I never really thought about it, but yeah. he, he found something that didn't make his insides churn you know yeah, he just yeah. was not as it took a long time for him to detox he's not completely detoxed <laughs> that's for sure but um you know and it's been years now but it's still that's how bad it was yeah i was a very but i, I think, got my husband back yeah i think what one of the big thing was there's an intensity that i think like i think i and in general i realize who i am i know i have uh you know i can be really a obsessive on things and I try to use that in a good way but in the industry I was in there's a lot of um, confrontations with you know like we did schools in LA dealing with officials unions construction guys yeah so a lot I, of confrontation. my daily from the time like at 4 30 in the morning was my first phone calls and the last ones would be at 10 at night and it usually was you know people needing stuff and it was there was confrontation so it was a it was a horrible horrible way to be i got real good at fighting you know and that's not a good thing you want to you don't that's unhealthy yeah so you just learn little skills on the negotiating in a in an environment where the negotiations are based on you know intimidation and stuff like that and it was it wasn't good so that yeah that first year it took me a year not to wake up immediately you know if you slept yeah if i slept and then but i i think that that's true i did there is, and I see it too. I am, I'm more and more closer to Steve, the kid. 
And and that's what <laughs> I don't know that I was actually searching for that or heading in that direction. But I can tell you, I feel it, you know, like Steve, the kid was was not. He was he was just freaking happy. <laughs> well, let me say this. Is there but there's two points here that I think one is you started having success and earning an income. But two, you took financial pressure down the other way. And, you know, and to me, it sounds like when you roll up to a yard sale with a Starbucks and you got this smile and you're not looking to crush them in the deal and negotiate them in that evil way again, right, to make sure there's a difference. I mean, it's like you're helping them because you're doing what they're asking, right? It's yep. enjoyable. It's it's all that stuff. And I, I, I think about guys our age that are in that grind and just hate their life and just bring it home. And, you know, that's the reason, you know, there's so many troubles at home and and all those different things. I just wonder how many people could find some part of this business. And, you know, I guess that's why, you know, you teach. Is that, is that what you're trying to do is to show others that there might be another way? Yeah. It's it's definitely like on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Because I could see it. It's not like you're it's not like you're saying, hey, we're the smartest and this is what you do. You're saying, hey, this is what we do. Here's exactly how we do it. Here's why we do it. And you can kind of do this too. That's the vibe I get from you guys. Uh, you, you are, I think you're, you're helping us up. figure out what we are doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I think no, it's that, true. We, stress, we do stress that. And, and I, I've had some rants on there. Oh, about, yeah. You know, just, hey, if you, if you use reselling, it's a tool if you're in a job that you don't care for or you just feel like you're being crushed and you do this, if you're going to work really hard in a job you don't like, why not do this part-time while you're doing that other job, you know, just suck it up and build up either a nest egg or, or you know, if you need to invest in a business you're working on, a, a, another business, or if you wanted to do this ultimately full-time and get out of that situation and look at us as, just like you said, we're showing you this is what we do, and I guarantee you that most people, that if they're money motivated or if they just want to have a big business and that turns them on, they can do way better than us, way better. Because mm-hmm. we honestly have not, we've we've never really like put the pedal down and said, let's see what we can do with this thing. You know, we've never done that, but we have done that with our our free time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're definitely living life. Okay, so let's talk about this because I think one of the, the cool things that you guys have done um, that I admire is you say, well, you know, eBay, um, which you're, you still sell on, and you're not a hater, an eBay hater in any way, but you guys have definitely created your, a lot more freedom for yourself than a lot of others because you become bound by those companies. When you define yourself and this is the only way you can sell – you are defined by that, right? That's very restrictive. You guys have definitely branched off um, and really, I think, are leading the way visibly. And I'm sure there are other mega sellers who do it too. But you guys really have embraced these selling apps and these e-commerce selling apps, these local apps, mm-hmm. um, probably better and more visually than most. I mean, I've seen other people, you know, like Chris uh, Bonafide Hustler, right? Chris Dupuy, he sells, you know, using Craigslist and stuff like that. But you guys... I mean, you're scaled selling. I mean, which which blows my mind. I, I don't know how you handle the customer service side. I guess I guess the good news is there's two of you and you have a good attitude. But man, when it's because it's a one person, that could be pretty stressful. Walk us through. You know, why did you go there? 
and just not scale out eBay? Okay, well, we had scaled out eBay for sure. We Okay, one thing that we haven't really touched on is that we have discovered this whole side of um, buying liquidation. So we'll buy high-end department store returns. So this is so since we aren't the greatest resellers in the world and there isn't enough time to find enough to source enough stock to sell, we found liquidation. So um, we buy customer returns, shelf fulls, overstock um, from a liquidation company that's near us. It's called Via Trading and other places too. But um, that's where we always have our just bread and butter, just always sitting in our storage unit, lots of stuff to sell. It's cookware is basically what we love to sell because it sells so well um, on eBay and it's not usually destroyed very much. It's just something that can do it. But Okay, um, so your plan was to buy it and sell it on eBay. That was the plan? Oh, yeah, and we did for Okay. Years. Yeah. Okay, so that years. was the plan. Mm. Yeah, we did try to sell on Craigslist too, but it kind of, you know, has we've watched it die over the years. So, um, but we sell on, have been eBay sellers this whole time until just, I think it was March, wasn't it? Around March? Yeah, approximately of last March year. of last year. Uh, we went to breakfast with Amanda, our daughter, and um, she was going to meet a lady from this app called Virage Sale. And just to, she, the lady was coming there to go drop off something that she bought. It was like shoes or something for her son. And so we were like, what are you talking about? What is this? <laughs> and we'd never even heard of it. And um, she said, oh, it's, you know, you know, it's a local app. And we're like, it's like Craigslist, but there's actually activity. And um, so she told us about other ones too. Like she goes, oh yeah, there's these others, and this is how. And how old? How old was she at that point? Twenty, twenty-four. I guess it was just last year. Yeah. She's, so it's a generational thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and we cool. Were, so we were looking at that, going, "What the heck is this? How have we not known about this? You know? We start because you're old, not you. Yes, <laughs> we're old. We only know of Craigslist. So. Um, we put the apps on our phone while we we're there, and we start scrolling through, and we're going, "This is unbelievable! Who are these people?" You yeah. Know, like, at least in our area, that that these apps, there was a lot of action on them. You know, like the offer up and barrage sale. So <laughs> we started listing a few things on there. Cause that why night, not? Yeah, and <laughs> we got we got activity immediately. That night, mm -hmm. we came home, listed a few things, and boom, sold stuff that you had listed on eBay already. Yeah. Yep. Same pricing. Immediately. I mean, immediately without fees. We're selling them. And we're like, is this really possible? Like, seriously, it was so, it was so shocking easy. that it was, yeah, it was so easy. And we live like, it takes us, we've timed it. It's three minutes to get to our meetup place at the Starbucks if it's not during the morning or the evening commute. So we get there in three minutes and we sold and we got real excited after that. And we start, so we came back and we're putting, a bunch more on the just the two apps at this point it was all for up and broad sale and we went on a streak i have to go back and look at we have a log we keep track of everything and it was like 70 or 72 days in that range of selling something every day and that's awesome it doesn't mean like sometimes we sold quite a bit multiple buyers and then there was times where we were like oh man we just need one sale one sale because we were we got hooked on that our streak and it was it was just was unbelievable yeah and our streak, actually, even after, like, we finally said, no, we're taking some time off now. We're turning it into a job. It was fun. Yeah, you don't want a job. Yeah. Right. But but the pressure was, hey, how long could we go? Because we made a bet. And we said, you know, <laughs> Steve said five days. Yeah, I said five days. And I said 20. And then we went so far past it. It was unbelievable. That, you know, it just was crazy. So when we uh, first, well, that's how we started doing YouTube, too, is we kind of talked about it because um, we're like, our, the crazy stuff we encounter in our lives is just the so buyer funny. Us. Yeah. Just all this is such a weird thing. Nobody believes it. Like our friends where we've said, you know, they don't know what we do. So we're like, 
we should do a YouTube channel and just <clears throat> share it with our friends or whatever and family sort of. But um, so when we bought, I think we bought, it was 17 pallets of this high-end returns and got it delivered. That was our first video and it's really awful. But because um, we didn't know how to even record <laughs> the right direction, you know, landscape versus, you know, a portrait. But um, so, but that was our first video. And we said, okay, we're going to try to sell all of this locally. Yeah. Because at that point, we'd pallets. been doing so well. Okay, so 17 pallets mm-hmm. in the past. You Would you have bought that much for eBay, or is that scaled? Oh, yeah, yeah but not, okay. not necessarily so, okay. a one shot. Like we would do, we would buy more frequently. And do, okay. I mean, 17 pallets is a lot of pallets for a husband. That's a lot of pallets. And I, I have a warehouse. That's a lot of pallets. Yeah. And we, we had a storage unit, and we would fit probably... 12 is what a truck will hold, but they doubled up a couple of the trucks that will deliver to us here. No, but how many um, pallets would we fit in our, because we, we couldn't fit all the pallets in our storage. We'd put them in and then we had to break down pallets, I'd say four or five pallets, mm-hmm. and then consolidate the, you know, the, that into that. Just so, stack them up to the ceiling, basically, on top of other pallets. That gets back to the whole working hard and, and being naive. <laughs> like we, like, well, the thing is, is, okay, it costs us $200 to get a truck delivered from the via trading place where we buy and uh, to our house because we're here in Southern California and they are too. So it's only 200 bucks, but it's $200 if we buy one pallet or if we max out the truck, which would be 12 pallets. So we There's might the accountant. The accountant yeah. has spoken. Yeah. So that's why we usually will do like the 12-ish range. But for some reason we had more. We were going to do two shipments and they just said, we'll double them up and see if we can put them yeah, in the truck. And they did. Yeah, they so high. Yeah. That video it was, was a dangerous crazy. video. So, so uh, I have a disclosure to make. I have watched you guys do some of these crazy things. It's like I don't. It's like a traffic accident. I can't look away. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, literally, I have had you guys on for hours at these yards or flea markets, yard sales. I watched you counting money the other. I'm like, what am I doing? Now I'm reading a book or I'm doing something else. It's going on in the background, and I'm like, I can't look away. I don't know why. <laughs> It's true. It's it's weird, but I get it. You're creating a legacy. Yep. Uh, you know, like it's like Gary Vee would say. You know, I mean, he wants his kids. And I mean, I get it. I mean, I think, I think it's very cool because it also kind of validates or vindicates what you do. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely. It does, and we and we do so many things. Like um, now that we've discovered YouTube, because we really had never really watched it before we started doing it, but um, we have figured out all these other resellers and stuff, and the things that they sell, and we um, we do so many different avenues. Like we do um, government liquidation. We go to auctions. We go to flea markets. We go to yard sales. We do um, liquidation. We do all kinds of different things, and now we buy on the local apps and sell on them. Uh, it's a good place to source from as well. So we just have so many weird things that we do and run into that we just wish we had recorded things before in the past because you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that we've come across. Because as a reseller, when you just buy stuff opportunistically where it's just, um, hey, I think we can flip this and make money, it's some things you run into it wouldn't be something you'd normally buy, but it's an opportunity. So yeah, I think like it's just different. It's just we're excited that people are watching. Like that whole the videos people watching and they're the, the legacy thing is important and it's not, I don't, I don't even know if that's the right word, but having like, I picture our, like say our grandkids watch it. And I, I, I just hope they see stuff and they go, man, they're freaking crazy and weird or whatever. And that they feel comfortable like yeah. who you are, you know, like 
be as weird or just be who you are. And if it's weird, it's weird. And, and there's going to be people that might not like it, but you will find some birds that'll fly with you. You know, that's, that's <laughs> like, there'll be people that, you know, that are, that are willing to just be who they are, whether it's, you know, considered acceptable or not. And, and this whole YouTube thing, it's taken on a life of its own. Don't know where it's going, but the, the live, like you're saying, Hey, I don't, you don't want to look away when we're doing those lives. We, we wish that there was a way that we were seeing the people and just chatting with them, just having that, that re that interaction with everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and <clears throat> you know, the, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it, but there's like a community there that's, they're kindred spirits. I mean, yeah. you, you, yeah, there's definitely, I've, uh, to be honest, almost all of my friends anymore are in this world, you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, we're best friends. I mean, it's like real deep relationships and it's, uh, it fascinates me every time because it's like, I would have never met this person had I not joined this community in some way. And there's some crazies, but there are crazies in your other life. Steve, let me ask you this question. How do you define yourself now? So you were defined by, you were a superintendent of these jobs and you're building these schools. It was a, you know, you were a big man about town. How do you define yourself now? I said, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you well, and do you have a smile about it? It's a different. It's a different thing, I think. Yeah, I'm. I there's nothing. I don't define myself by what we do, like at all. And that's why I always say, you know, the pots and pans aren't sexy, but that isn't. That has nothing to do with what we're doing. You know, what we're selling. I. I honestly, I think I'm. I think I'm a freaking kid. I really do. I, I honestly. Steph, you would agree. Oh, for sure. And I don't, and it's not, a, I, I'm I the older one in the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. I could see that. Yeah. I feel like I'm but in, he's fun. no, I feel like Love I'm at a, at a, like people have asked, Hey, what are your plans on YouTube and all that? If, if tomorrow it wasn't enjoyable, you know, I, I say it's like if, when we go to the playground and if everybody there is cool and we're having a good time, we'll keep going to the playground. But as soon as the bullies show up or the, you know, it's just the bad scene there you know, the sand has cat poop in it or whatever. When that happens, we won't go to the playground anymore. But right now I feel, I honestly feel like I'm playing. <laughs> That's how I, I feel like I'm playing. I feel, cause we talk about this, like we can, like, we're going to, after this, we're going to go meet Amanda and Dean, Dean's our grandson. And just doing that and being able to say yes, you know, 99% of the time, that's like a kid with no responsibility. And well, think of what that's doing for their lives. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, the depth of relationship, not that your dad wasn't involved. I don't mean it that way, and I don't know that he was or wasn't. But to have it now and to be that guy, I have three granddaughters, and, you know, one was sick last week or the week before. My son's like, hey, could you come down and watch him? Absolutely. I'll be there. Yes. And nobody ever did that. And so now, what are you building, you know, 20 years from now? To me... Mm -hmm. That's, that's maybe the legacy, that's you know, cool, yeah. and the, and the video is just the crazy stories along the way. Exactly. It's true. And I, what's sad is I'm sure your dad and Steve's dad, um, and most people's dads would have loved to be able to have that freedom, but they've got jobs, you know, they just didn't see, it's they just see the world different. differently though. Yeah. But I'm sure everybody would love to be able to just drop so. things and go do. <laughs> well, this opportunity do. wasn't there. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. think about this stuff. You would have had to go work at another company as a finance person, period. That was your option, right? 
Yep. Hmm. That is amazing so, what we have, what, it, what everybody has, and no, <coughs> there's no like, uh, we have a we have a subscriber who's 14 years old, and I don't know what our oldest one is, but I'm sure they're well in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And anybody, there's no reason to, in this day and age, to like work to retire. There's no reason to retire. Just if you enjoy this type of thing or doing something with that can be, you have access to the whole world. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's once a reason. Well, what was your option? Driving one of the buses or being a greeter at Walmart? That was your retirement option, right? <laughs> And yeah. both of those are kind of creepy. Yep. <laughs> the and the neat thing is, as we resell and continue this, we learn so much. And it, yeah. it makes going into a thrift store so much faster because we know more things. We know things to look for. So every day, and now with YouTube, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube now because there are friends in there. And we just never knew that existed, that there, this whole other community was there. Because before we started doing YouTube, we were the only resellers we knew. We didn't, we didn't even call plans. ourselves resellers. We didn't we know that was a term. Yeah, we didn't know that what that was. <laughs> we just were, you know, we just flipped stuff for a living. Yeah. But um, so you bought unsexy pots and pans. Yeah. Yeah. But having friends and other people that do it too is just unbelievable. And just having somebody to contact and say, hey, do you know anything about this? Or you know, there's uh, Facebook groups uh, like Reseller Society yeah, where you can so put a po picture of something. Say, what the heck is this? Does anybody know? And 50 people know. You know, it's just. This whole new side of reselling that, um, you know, doors have been opened that it's just amazing how much we've grown yeah, it's like we don't, as a reseller. It's, it's weird. It's like a door open and we're like, what? Yeah. That room in there is enormous. <laughs> yes. And so wow. it's just been so neat to have this network of people and the relationships you know that we've grown. <laughs> you know what's but. funny? Like, like people might think we're joking. Like we do when we do live stream sometime, we're like, hey. Like we do a Q&A and our Q&A is we're going to ask you questions <laughs> so you can help us. And we're not looking. Like we use information. Like we ask them questions and all these people, you know, they're giving us answers and you know, they can ask us questions too. But we truly, we. It's like a customer service team. They're out there yeah. and they're scanning, uh, looking it up on eBay for you. And they're like, I'm thinking to myself, what a great scam these two are running here. This is the best. <laughs> they got a big research team yeah. all across the world and it's doing it for free. I'm like, I love it. It's yeah. also, but we're very upfront about the fact that, hey, we're asking you to help us find something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to pay you. Yeah, <laughs> the fun is, like, say you were just watching and you see something and you're like, oh, my gosh, check that out. You know, pick that up and look at that, yeah. you know, and somebody actually gets to pick it up and look at it. And you're like, you're right there. So we're it's really from, fun. It is like we're hearing from experts on different things. In you know, other true, countries. Truly experts. Even. Yeah. And they're just saying, OK, Love here's it. what this is. Pass somebody, on that. Somebody just sent a message today. We looked at some albums and, and he said, hey, I can, that's what he does. He knows all about them and he'll, he's, we could contact him anytime. Just let me know when you need some help and I'll help you guys with that. That's How so crazy, crazy is that? That's awesome. Unbelievable. The optimism, and you guys can't hear it, uh, my listeners will, the optimism in your voices blows me away because I'm betting you know, this is a pretty obvious statement, is that a few years ago, when you were in the construction world, you wouldn't have been this way. There's no chance. And it was never, even when probably when times were good, there wasn't this enthusiasm. Is that fair? I think Steph probably would have been. <laughs> she's, just, she's just that way. She's like, she's just a happy person. I know I wouldn't have been. No, I couldn't have been. Dude, no. 
It's, but just think about it. You're there now. And to me, that's the thing that you got to, you know, you got to pat yourself on the back. You're there now. You, you pulled your head up and you got through it. And now you're through it and you're encouraging others. And I would just encourage you to encourage more others because there's a lot of guys. You know, one of the stats I saw is that uh, number one uh, suicide group are guys in their 50s and 60s because they've lost their identity yeah. because, you know, they used to be the breadwinner. Well, now... Sometimes the wife, well, most times the wife works, so they are not the only breadwinner anymore. And now they have, uh, the kids are gone, and, you know, so they've completely lost their identity. Well, Steve is here to say, guess what? You can have it back. And guess what? It can be more fun than you ever had. Have you ever had this much fun in your life, Steve? No, this is freaking awesome, man. It truly is awesome. It's like, and you're right, that is sad. And I know, I don't know the stats, like I haven't looked that up. But we meet people regularly that, you know, they'll bump into us and on these meetups and the guys in our age group, they they want to do they We've had people say, hey, I want to do that. And we always say, we'll help you. <laughs> here's here's our number. Here's escape. our number and we'll help you. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll tell you how to get started, how to you know transition. And nobody has taken us up on that. And it's sad because you can see they're, they they will actually we'll spend more time talking to them about what we do and what we did, like telling our story and they get, you know, all excited and they want to do it, but I know where they're at. You know, they're just in that place where they need to be forced, yeah. forced out or, or have some awakening, you know, and that, that, yeah, but you're planting a seed. And the other thing I would say to you is don't be, I mean, wait till you find out when somebody does come up, because this happens to me all the time, Steve, you know, you introduce me to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm always like, I can't remember because I talk to so many people. And they're like, you don't know what kind of impact that had on my life. You don't understand where I was in my point in my life. And so guess what? There are people watching your videos that you're never going to hear from, but that you are changing their world because you're showing them another way. So please, I encourage you not to stop and to show more of it because it's the enthusiasm. I'm telling you, I can't look away. It's like... <laughs> It's like a trap. I'm telling you, it's a rub. I'm rubbernecking. I'm like, oh my god, why am I still have this on? I don't know, but I can't stop. So let me go ahead. No, that that we've had somebody recently, and by the way, we think that it's because this whole community is making this thing this way, you know. But we had we had somebody they put a message on video, like waste of time, and then throw back on another one. All right, I'm going to give you guys another chance. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't so bad. <laughs> so next thing you know, somebody just he, wrote us he, a message he, and said, "Okay, I have to admit, when I first started watching you, when I watched your first video, I was like, I didn't like this." He said, and then I'm in the hospital and I'm watching them. He's like, and I love it. I can't stop watching. <laughs> it's a traffic accident. I'm yeah. telling you, you can't stop. That's We're crazy. like, you're heavily medicated. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> But. You know, I think I think the key is is that you guys uh, are real, and most people are wait like wait when th- when are they going to pitch me the course? When are they going to try and sell me something? There's got to be some story here, and the fact that you're not, I think, is what you got to keep doing, because again, I'll go back to the beginning of this conversation where I see a deep. Uh, no, I see the love. And to me, that's very important, you know, as, as a married guy. Um, I see that, but I see the respect. And the respect in each other's eyes for each other, to me, is why that you guys work so well together. And if you can teach others that and show the others that that's okay, especially for guys to hear that it's okay 
to, uh, to be that way, man, the world will be a better place and you're going to have a little dent in the universe. Um, and I just think it's cool. Well, one thing I wanted to say, just cause you brought this up about like your dad or what your dad say or whatever, but, and the whole talk about men, um, it's been very surprising how many people have asked us, like, that's been a concern with what did your family say? What did they think when you told them all, you know, what did your kids say? Were they ashamed or whatever? Um, as it's never been something where anybody's ever cared. That's what's weird is nobody mm. has even judged <laughs> us in any way. It's almost well, you like, thought they were going to, and they didn't. Well, I didn't. We never, we didn't we never thought to. about that, that anybody would. We didn't uh, care. But, or I guess everybody else is thinking that they would. Yeah, yeah. and, and maybe some of ah. your family maybe would, but maybe they won't, you know? And what do you care if they do? If you can make oh, I'm with it a good thing and make yourself happy for once. You know, there's something you could try, yeah. you know, something to change, but it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. It's how, look at how happy Steve is and what's happened to him in his life. <laughs> they can have that too. You yeah. know, it, you don't have to worry about what somebody yeah. thinks of you. It, it, they will see your enthusiasm and your happiness and your peace about what you're doing. Yeah. Hopefully. They, they love you and care for you. Even yeah. if they don't like it, they're going to just, you know, they'll support you. Most people, I think. I hope so. Right. Families. I think so. I think so. I think you're I think you're spot on, but I think it's giving permission and I think by leading by example, you're giving permission and um, I think, you know, five years from now, this will be so normal where there's so many entrepreneurs, so many people that have c- took control of their future. And like I said, you guys took it a step further by not being bound by eBay's rules or Amazon's rules or Etsy or whatever else. You have Steve and Steph's rules, probably Steph's rules, I'm sure. But I mean, it's uh, it, for sure. She's a finance person. But it, 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 it to me, that's the next place to go. You're taking it to next. So let me ask you this, because I know Steve doesn't have a plan. Steph, what's the plans? Where, where are we going next? What's, well, what, we'll what do you see? Is I am not the planner. Steve is. Ah. <laughs> but he just told me he doesn't have a plan. I mean, he I said it. Do. I don't have a plan. I'm the cheerleader. I follow along whatever he wants to do, and I support him, and I love him, and I will go enthusiastically wherever he wants to take us. Well, here's, here's the plan, and it is weird, because I'm the type of person that would have been writing everything down, you know, putting goals in writing. And I'm not against that. I know for a fact that that does work. But um, in this journey, it's it's just more of, of, of a feeling. I don't know if this makes sense, but a feeling of where we need to go next. And as things happen, like, you know, the local sales thing, from the time it really took off for us, we were saying this cannot be, you know, just a fluke. And and I think you're you're touching on this too, Steve, where the future, this is going to be big. And I don't know what it'll look like in the future, but it's going to be big. It's not going away. The younger kids that we come in contact that buy, you know, buy the items this way, they're selling this way. It's so natural for them. When you meet up with a person that's in their 20s versus a person that's our age, it's a different interaction out there. The people in their 20s, are super it's like they're walking into a regular store and they just are trusting they never ask they never check stuff like when we sell them things they never open the box they're real pleasant it's literally like they walked into a store and they just know they're going to be treated well and what they're buying is going to be what we say it is it's an interesting 
What do you mean by checking? It seems like they didn't plug it into an outlet and say yes. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's a trust factor and you guys have that trust. That's a very cool observation. And I agree with you. I think you're, you're spot on there. Um, this is a transition. Mm, love and it. another thing too, like when we go to estate sales, yard sales, wherever it's the, or when we hold them and we're selling at them, you know, at a flea market or a yard sale, it's the younger kids that are coming in with their cell phones and right in front yeah. of you, they're scanning everything, yeah. all the books. It's they're checking, they're looking up things to see if they can resell it. So yeah. there are entrepreneurs coming up and it's really common, I think, um, in the younger generation to actually do that. It's very weird. I, I like it. I do too. I, like I do too. I think it's a very cool because you're you're now, you know, it's the trades. Remember Steve and I when we were kids when yeah. somebody would go into the trades, you know, that meant, you know, electric, plumbing, right, very few things. Now it could be in selling. I mean, that's yeah. almost like a trade. It's a skill, you know. One I love of, it. One of the oldest oldest arts and it's it's making a comeback in a big way. I will give you a, a a glimpse into what I've been imagining, and all right, let's go. I'm I'm ready to see it. Let me get the picture. Go ahead, ready. I'm ready. I haven't talked about this to Steph either, but it's. I just and we basically have talked a little bit about it, but I think, I think Facebook, the marketplace, like, you know, that one in the last few months, we saw it dramatically for us. Okay dramatically increase in the number of people who are buying from us and Facebook has that that shipping option that's that's setting there and I mm-hmm. think they I don't think they put that in and hope it's going to do I think they're looking to the future and I think my personally think Facebook they do the auctions on there which we've never done I want to do that but I think Facebook can be something that we can um, we can really take advantage of I think in a way that we can we can make like a business, even if it was just using Facebook, I believe we can create a fan or not a fan base, but a customer base. By the way, we have a customer base on these apps too, quite a big one. And that's weird, repeat customers. But I think with Facebook, I'm not a businessman, you know, I don't know all the technical terms, but I think we could build something there with a standalone business just using Facebook. That's what I'm about. Mark his words. Yeah, no, I think I think you're spot on. I think, you know, it's become the way we communicate. It's a, it's a lot more trusting than some guy from Nigeria who keeps wanting to send me my $8 million, <laughs> right? I mean, on Craigslist. There's a lot more trust. Ah, Steve, don't, consider it sold. It's yeah. done. I'm going to send you a money order. I'm going to pay you more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. So I, I think you're right. I think there's a trust factor. And, and you're right. And kids today... They're much more accepting. You know, the other thing I noticed with kids today is uh, we, we, we will not go out to eat with our kids unless we yelp at first. Not me, them. Yep. They will not go into a restaurant without yelp. They have learned this is the way they're doing, though, that trust factor of watching you selling. They're watching. Your reputation on that app follows you. And so I think that that's, quite frankly, one of the reasons you're having so much success. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, as we close, I want to think about you know, people who get stuck. One of the things, one of the goals of the show that I always had was to help people get unstuck because I've been stuck before. And it's talking to people like you and others that get me unstuck and motivate me. I'll leave pump jazz ready to jump on. What What's your advice you would give to somebody, especially as a couple, right? Think about that from a couple point of view because you've seen some other couples and there's a relationship gap there. You guys have definitely seemed to figure it out or find 
maybe because you know maybe it's the grand kid kid or kids um, maybe it's those connections that are like connections for the two of you but this clearly is too because you could see it what's your advice for the stuck couples that are out there I we both might have a comment on this One yeah, thing please. I, think, I think you've said respect multiple times during this and that's a big thing you know that you have to respect each other but I I feel you know there's this there's this thing where and it's a joke about where you know you get married you have kids and then people joke about like making fun of the fights with the wife or you know just negative things back and forth about each other and a lot of it isn't is a joke but a lot of it I mean there's quite a bit that's not a joke they don't you you don't get to know each other because even though you get married even if you've dated for a long time it's a continual process of getting to know somebody because we're all changing you know I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago so we're we're continually getting to know each other and if you're in a relationship where your work is taking up most of your time your when your work is done if you choose to tr- do the traditional you know work till I'm retirement age and then retire you're not going to know that person that you're with and that i think that becomes very problematic for some people you know you're you'll be in your 60s or 50s whenever you retire and you don't know that person because you both spent so much time trying to do what's the right thing is you know earn a, go to school get a job retire and die hmm. and that's that's horrible horrible for a relationship when I mean, I might be dead tomorrow. So what we do today <laughs> becomes significantly more important than Ooh. my retirement. Now, who's going deep there? Whoa. Yeah, it's true, That's, though. And you know, those, true. all those cliches, like, it's easy to brush them off because there's you don't feel it right away. When somebody's saying, even if you hear somebody that's dying and they tell you something, you can it can have an impact on you, but it doesn't stay with you. Because we just have these belief systems that I got to do this, you know, or I need this car. I got to work. I, that whole thing is a mess. trap. Yeah, it's, it's a, a trap. trap. That's a. I'm going to use that from now on. That trap. That trap, trap will destroy the individual and it will destroy any relationships that they have, you know, or it won't let them flourish. You know, it might not destroy them. They might still be a numb nothing relationship but they won't flourish flourish how am i saying that you said right okay they won't do that and and this ties into your kids and your grandkids grandkids to me are i I mean who would ever thought oh you're you're a grandfather it never would have sounded appealing first off i don't feel like a grandfather but when i first heard that it was the most wonderful sound ever (laughs) it's a reset yeah, it is. It's like instantly. It's like you're damn right. I'm a grandpa. That's right. <laughs> this is, it's a reset. This is awesome, you know. So, it's I, I. Man, I just wish I could just grab somebody and say, "Listen, get in my skin for a minute," you know, because I I know how that feels to be stuck, and I also know how it feels when you finally just get out of that, and you know when you're a kid and you're going. What do you want to be when you grow up? I have that feeling now. I freaking have that feeling where I'm like, man, I wonder what we're going to be doing in a year or two years. You know, like it's exciting. There's no, 
we have these limits that we put on ourselves like, okay, in your 50s, you do this, 60s, you do this. And the, the actual thought of retirement doesn't, I don't even think about that now. That doesn't, I don't want to retire. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I don't want to retire. Mm-hmm. All right, Steph, anything to add to that? Oh, well, mine was, uh, Steve's was nice and deep there. Right? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, he, w- he went, he went really, I mean, you know what he described? He described hope, getting hope yeah. back in your life. And it sounds like Steve was at a place probably where he didn't have that. And so to find it with you and then to find it in this common thing and to continue it to me and build on it is very, very powerful. Well, what I had taken from your question is I thought you meant like couples working together. Or, <laughs> it um, was, you know. but he went deep on his own, but he well, did. I mean, no. but that's, that's normal, Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. What I wanted to say was, um, you know, you married your spouse because you liked them and that it's not just you love them, because of course you love them if you're still married, but I like Steve. I like hanging out with him. I like being with him. <laughs> I like, it. he makes me. I like you too. I know, but you, you just make me, you're part of me, you know, and I, mm, we had the kids. Together you are one. <laughs> no, I get it. But I, I, to I, me, that's a very cool place to get yeah. to. Because like you said, you love each other, but you actually like them. Yeah. And I know that you can get in a relationship where stresses and stuff and, you know, um, get distant from each other and stop liking each other. And I know that that's common, but if you can, you know, we could get to that point, you know, but we, if you see that the other person has something to offer that's of value, like Steve brings different things to our selling relationship and our, you know, marriage that we have different strengths and different things that we, the other one brings. So, you know, we both might be strong headed and want to do it our way or do this, you know, whatever it is. If you just try to remember that there's something special about the other person, let them go with it, you know, let them do their thing and support each Yeah. Other. Let them be good at what they want to do. It's, you can let your guard down and just let them have that, you know, just the little things of just letting your spouse have that is so important because they need it. Especially if they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as far as like a reselling couple where yeah. one might have a strength in one place and one might not in another, just to allow them to flourish in it. Recognize. Um, and and yeah. they'll find their, they'll find their strength because they have a strength to bring. Yeah. It just might not be the same thing, which is very complimentary. That's the best, best of both worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I now know yeah. where enjoy your life comes from. Yes. I get it. I absolutely yep. get it. So you guys can be found on YouTube, and the name of your channel is what? Stephen Steph, the Resale Killers. And Stephen Steph is one word, S-T-E-P-E-N. <laughs> I would expect nothing less than well, one word right. with you two. That, you get that too. That's <laughs> I do. For that. Hey, by the way, Steph's dad is named Stephen with a P-H. Steph. He gets it right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steph would have been a, um, a Steve if she was a boy. And... So, Steve's son's name is Steven. Yeah. So we got the three Steves right here. Yep. That's such awesome. I yep. love it. Okay. So YouTube, uh, 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 that's the best place to reach you guys to. Yeah. Steve and Steph at Resale Killers. And they can, uh, if somebody has a follow-up and they want a question or anything like that, that's the best place. Trust me, once you start watching them, you will not look, you message me and tell me if I'm not wrong. You will be like, I can't look away. I don't know why. I just wasted <laughs> four hours of my life watching them at a yard sale or at a flea market. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, 
look at these. And I'm, I'm looking at the crap. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so mindless. But I can't look away. I love it. Hey, thank you guys so much, man. I really appreciate it. I wish you guys nothing but success. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate you having us on here, Ron. And everybody out there, enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Tell you a great episode. That's why I love what I do, because how could you not be pumped after hearing that? Again, you know, I think he's spot on when he's saying that, you know, these marketplaces are really developed. I remember John Lawson telling me, Steve, a landing page for your unique product is ultimately where you're going to go, right? Well, what he's describing is a local landing page, in essence, where he's building his own customer base. You know, I've had a couple of those interviews. I remember um, John Yarbury with the uh, uh, the auction, the Cincinnati Picker, right, doing his own local auctions. These guys are doing their own local marketplace sales. He's talking about using Facebook Marketplace in addition to OfferUp and Virage Sale. And I just think that that's where the future is going, to hear that younger families, and I think of my own kids, they are so ready to buy. They don't want to pay full retail for anything, and they're not willing to wait even for Amazon giving them same-day delivery. They'd rather buy it local where they can see it and they trust and they love a better deal. So I think there's something to be said. I think you got to figure it out what works for you, work out the processes, but they do a good job of explaining it. So if you have any interest in this, go check them out. Again, it's Steve and Steph Resale Killers on YouTube, and they explain it all. They don't pull any punches. They demonstrate um, by example. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.